Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to On My Black Packers Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thanks for watching. If you're enjoying our previews here for the Packers-Raiders preview on Monday Night Football, Packers favorite by one, by the way, please hit that subscribe button, like, rate, and review us on our Process to Perform channel on YouTube. Check me out, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, Process to Perform on Instagram. And of course, our show every week is sponsored by BetOnline. .ag. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matching reports for baseball, boxing, golf, esports, football, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting, your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get into the action. And remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Like I said, Monday Night Football. Packers coming off what I would say is a pretty brutal loss to the Detroit Lions. Um, one thing that hasn't gotten a lot of fanfare, I was just thinking about this. If somebody said, to, if this if this team dropped like the next 13, whatever is left, 13 games, and you said, what was the point that you knew they were going to lose 13 games in a row? And you probably playing Nostradamus now. When Rudy Ford picked off Jared Goff and didn't run him over on the sideline and walked out of bounds, dude, that for some reason, that's like a seminal moment for me that nobody... I'm not trying to, to to pile on Rudy Ford either. It's just I I watched it. Somebody brought it up to me yesterday again. Like, man, good job bringing up that that Jared. You know, he could have he could have ran over the quarterback. And I just man, times have changed in the National Football League. Times have changed in the National Football League. But got some interesting stuff coming this week. I guess the best news is Jair Alexander and Ellen Jenkins are back in practice. So you're going to get at least part of that left side back. Obviously, back Jair is going to be gone. Looks like for the season, but you get your you get your left guard back, and then Jai Alexander with Devontae Adams coming to town. You know, I think everybody is everybody's fantasy. If you're a Packers fan, Raiders fan, I think if you're a fan of football, you want to see Devontae Adams and, and Jai Alexander line up and just have Jai follow him the entire game. Whether it turns out like it did with Justin Jefferson in the Minnesota game last year, or if it turns out like against uh, Scary Terry McClellan and, and the Washington Commanders where it didn't go so well. I think you just want to see the matchup and then what can the other 10 players do against one another on the football field? The Raiders are entering this game and we're going to get in the tape a little bit. The Raiders are entering 30th in total offense. The, the, the second round of the Josh McDaniels experiment obviously had a, a failed campaign in Denver. One thing that most people don't talk about, but it, it goes along obviously in coaching circles, is the amount of information and experience you you gather after that first time. That's why a lot of these coaches are better in their second campaign. Just because of the information that you gather, the experiences that you have, understanding that all the things that go into being a, a National Football League head coach that maybe you're not ready for, even though he was and you know, multiple campaigns with, with Bill Belichick, you know, possibly the greatest to ever do it. But it's not going great over there. Um, you've had some people speak out now, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, paraphrasing here saying, you know, I don't have time for this. We got to get better. We're, we're not good enough. Um, you wonder what the communication is like within the building. You wonder how, how they're handling that. It, it doesn't, it's off to a rocky start. The, the last, the last, uh, 
well, four weeks, obviously, in the last season. So Garoppolo's out last week to add to that. He had he was in concussion protocol. Looks like he'll be back. Aiden O'Connell, they play against their former, uh, their former teammate, Khalil Mack. He says six sacks. He basically makes all pro. He's first. Khalil Mack will make first team all pro and pro bowl this year based on one game. He's could be deserving of it for the rest of the games, but six sacks. He, Aiden O'Connell, rookie uh, starter, gets sacked seven times in total. Josh McDaniels says something about quarterbacks need to hold on to the football during the during the press conference. I mean, it just kind of it's like it all goes bad. Um, Garoppolo started off slow. He's got more he's got more interceptions than touchdowns this year for probably the first time in his career. I'd say the old offensive line is doing uh, a much better job protecting Garoppolo with you know him only, him only getting four sacks. That's obviously a combination of how he gets rid of the ball is more comfortable in the offense, but they're only averaging 216 and a half yards per game in the passing game. I mean, this team is not playing well on offense and they've got guys. They've got Devontae Adams. They've got Jacoby Myers. They've got Hunter Renfro. They've got Austin Hooper. They've got Josh Jacobs. I mean, they've got dudes at the skill position that make you wonder why they're not doing better. And you've watched this tape. Devontae Adams pops off the tape. He's amazing. Josh Jacobs is, you know, was a contender for the, the league rushing title last year. He's he's a very very good player. Austin Hooper's or Hunter Renfro's had had success in this league. Austin Hooper's had success in this league. Jacoby Myers coming from New England was always a guy that his athleticism jumps off the tape. But the Raiders are absolutely struggling in the run game. Josh Jacobs was averaging like ninety seven yards a game last year. Uh, what do I have here? Four game total of 166 yards, two and a two point seven yards per carry. They're averaging 65 yards rushing a game. There is very little. Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the Patriots for years with Tom Brady, they're having a ton of success. Like so many Belichick guys, they go somewhere else, and for whatever reason, how do you how do you recreate that magic? Watching this team. And maybe it's because Aiden O'Connell's in last year or last week in particular. There's very little rhythm to their play selection. One guy. Let's get let's get into some tape. It's too much fun to watch tape. Let's watch tape. First thing, I so you start off the game. They're in 21 personnel. I'm going. Oh, I'm gonna love this team. I'm gonna love watching these guys. 21 personnel is my favorite. Got eye backs. They ran a ton of 20. They probably ran more 21 last last week than normal because of Aiden O'Connell quarterback. But when you watch this offensive line, they do a really good job of staying square. So you're you're seeing a Green Bay Packers-like defense here, base personnel, 3-4 defense, okay? So they do a really good job staying square. Now, they picked up Colton Miller in the first round about five, six years ago. And they've done some swapping in. They had a really good center in in, uh, Rodney for uh, years, but their offensive line just isn't – certainly not dominant. And – they do a very good job of staying square in the run game. In other words, as they rise up, you see here on the first play that I have from scrimmage, you just see the left guard, left tackle do a good job of drive block by the left tackle, but left guard doing a good job of staying square and being able to get push as you see the linebacker shift and, and, and the defensive tackle step. This is a, I mean, this is a good thing. This is, if you're looking at the Raiders tape, this is something you have to watch out for. Because you can, you should be able to get tough yards against a three-four defense. But then there's this element of, and, and, and Dylan Parham maybe is he's a young player, third-round pick last year in 2022. 
and I didn't do a find the fish segment this week. And I, and I don't, because I don't think that's, that's fair to any particular player on this team. They, especially after last week's game, but they can be a lot more physical than they are. And we should be able to take advantage of it as a green Bay packs. I think if you're, if you're, if you're in the Raiders locker room, you got to start talking about, Hey, we, how can we be more physical up front? Is that, is that the demeanor we have? You see 66 on the pole. He just, Defensive ends, Preston Smith, Rashawn Gary, Mac. These guys are these guys are studs. These guys are freak athletes in the National Football League. But you see how this guy just absolutely collapses, right? From a mentality standpoint, like who's running full speed here? Who's who's initiating contact? Stood up, ends up making the play in the backfield. And Mac's a special player. But listen, this is the part of the game. If a guy faces you. You got to log him or you got to root him out. You got to do one or the other. You can't take it on the chin. And so you see, you remember a couple of games ago, Preston Smith doing the exact same thing against the Saints. And you just think, I always try to see these translations. You, 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 you group things in your memory. I see that. I feel pretty good about our opportunities in the run game. I think one of the things that happened with Aiden O'Connell is, as you look back, you know, this is before one of his six sacks. He gave up. There's nowhere to throw. They played extremely deep last week for the the Los Angeles Chargers. Talking about the two safety looks, they played deep, taking enough, taking out away the 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 middle underneath routes. Just same thing the Detroit Lions did to us, and they just felt really comfortable getting home with four. Right? They might show six, but they they were very comfortable getting home with four all day. When you have that 21 personnel, you can get into the play action game, the under center stuff, which is, as anybody who's watched this show, is something I think is one of the, the best ways to open up the middle of the field in particular for our NFL offenses still. They're going to have these opportunities because they run a ton of this stuff. And it's just a question of, I mean, there's so much space because they, and they have burners. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the league, arguably. Jacoby Myers can can absolutely get after it. Hunter Renfro runs. I mean, Hunter Renfro's a, a a pro's pro. Runs. I mean, runs routes with the best of them. Austin Hooper's done great things in the tight position for multiple teams in this league. I mean, you just have. There's a ton of space being created here with this under center stuff. So you're always thinking as a Green Bay Packer, are we gonna? What are we gonna do? I think Matt Lafleur said we're gonna take. We don't, can't play shell coverage all the time. Okay, what I just showed is exactly what you see from the Packers. Though you got two deep safeties, we're playing off the play action. You know, if the if the linebackers get sucked down in play action, all of a sudden there's a huge vacated spot. Do we want to do that all game against the speed of Devontae Adams, uh, the Jacoby Myers, or do we want to man up one of those guys? Bracket coverage. Do we want to see if we can just can we get home with four? Are we comfortable playing six in the box against their run game or seven? Using Josh Jacobs, this is one thing that I'm sure they're going to continue to try to find ways to get this guy the ball in the backfield and create opportunities for him to get back out into space. I thought this was a very unique way for them to do it. They essentially running the jet suite, jet suite with Josh. Why are they doing this? Because the interior run game – Plus side, they stay square. The negative is they get pushed around a lot. I mean, they're only averaging 56, what did I say, 56, 65 yards per game. So they bring him back in motion here. And this is the kind of stuff that you have to expect to see now when you're trying to, 
when you're trying to force the run game, you have to either get – this is what's crazy about the National Football League. You can either, A, get guys better technically at doing their job, or, B, you can scheme out a different way for, for them to – for them to win. They always choose B, right? So you can hang your hat that if, if a, if a team can't run, like they're in, they're an eye back, like this is I right. If they can't run a, a weak side lead here with the fullback, or if they can't run, you know, power to the backside, they're just not, they're not going to get better at it. They're just not going to run it anymore. <laughs> they're just going to run. They'll run jet sweep out of this. They'll run, they'll run a, a, a pitch crack. They'll run something else. So, when you look at these, when you look at these plays, it, it, you see these offensive coordinators getting really creative. It's like, why are you getting creative? It's like, well, our guys can't do what they are supposed to. It's like, well, have you coached them up? And the answer is usually, the answer is usually yes. The reality is usually maybe not so much. So I say, good job on Suns. You have to attack the line of scrimmage, and I say that because we've had some problems at the linebacker position catching. This is not a team you can catch on because they do have a fullback. And what that means is if you're not having that confrontation at the line of scrimmage, in other words, as soon as you key that fullback, if you're not coming in there and blowing that, that play up and you let Josh, you let the fullback get you in the, in at, at the second level. And then Josh Jacobs is getting a full head of steam and he's getting, trying to get arm tackled by our defensive tackles. You have major, major problems. This guy is a all pro level running back. Had a great season last year. He's strong. He can run through tackles. He is a good, good player. What you have to do is attack the line of scrimmage, as you see against the left guard here. Defensive tackle. Push him back into the backfield. Force the early cuts. Everybody else has to do their job, have lane discipline. This is it. This is the game. You know, you, you start talking about what do the Green Bay Packers do well on run defense? Well, I think at the individual level, you have guys. You have Kenny Clark. You have Preston Smith. And Rashawn Gary's in the game. You have Rashawn Gary. T.J. Slayton, and he singled up against a, a center. This center in particular is going to be able to push them into the backfield and force cu early cuts. Can you get Josh Jacobs to cut before he wants to? You're not going to get him to stop his feet. He's not that kind of running back. He's too good. Can you get him to cut early? Can you get him to stay uh, widening instead of getting downhill, maybe an extra step or two? And then on the backside, do you have lane discipline? Are you able to close things out? Are we able to attack the line of scrimmage and, and have a confrontation with that linebacker on their side of the football? The, if you do that, if you shut down this running game, Jimmy Garoppolo or not, I'm sure he's going to be back from concussion protocol. It's a whole different ball of yarn if you don't have a running game to lean on which the Raiders are finding out already. So all we have to do is continue to do what other teams have had success with. When you make these guys go the distance, and you see last week with Aiden O'Connell, they're throwing a ton of checkdowns, and they have to. You know, you get into these situations. Yeah, he can chuck it up against too, too deep. He can try to chuck it up down the middle here. But the reality is the smart play is for either one of the checkdowns at the 40 or the 44-yard line. And so they're going to make some of these plays. I mean, you got to tackle the ball carrier. You're going to make some plays. But if you make them go the distance and you see how many times the quarterback's getting hit, you just start putting things together and go, I bet you they're going to make a mistake. 
I'll bet you're going to get pass protection opportunities to sack the quarterback, to get a hit on Jimmy Garoppolo, to get a hit on Aiden Aiden O'Connell. I bet they're going to get a holding call. You know, this is one of those games where I think the priority is taking care of Devontae and just saying, are we, and making a decision on play one, are we going to get there with five or six? Are we going to get there with four? What are we comfortable doing? What's our identity this week? Devontae Adams can't beat the Green Bay Packers this weekend. You look at this, they walk up everybody on the line of scrimmage. They're going to drop a bunch of these guys, but it doesn't matter because the damage is done from an, uh, an ID standpoint. They only rush four. This is the play that they had. That's the play they got Mac on. We got another one here. They're under center, 12 personnel, two in the backfield. And Mac just walks back Colton Miller. And this is my new – let's go to Vegas. Now, <laughs> I wish they – on BetOnline AG, I wish they had this. They show you a screenshot of an offensive lineman sitting against a good player. <laughs> and you just have to – you get to bet. Is he going to give up a sack, a pressure, or is it going to be clean? This is a lineman's dream. This is like an offensive-defensive lineman's dream, a coach's dream. Can we place a bet right here? Your hands are out wide. You're, you're, set, you're flat set. You're going against Alex Mack, Khalil Mack. wonder what's going to happen here. I bet he gets hit, right? Bad technique, gets exploited, inside press with that inside hand. Great play by Mac. was there all day. You know, some people say, oh, it's a rookie quarterback. He didn't feel the pressure. That's coming pretty fast, guys. I see here 72 is playing two-hand touch. You forgot this is tackle football. You always bet. You always bet on Max. Excuse me, on Mac. Khalil Mack was having himself a day against the Raiders and you just never know from an offensive line standpoint you just saw what happened to Evan Neal and the New York Giants and all the trash that he was what an unfortunate situation for a guy who's just really struggled since day one uh but you don't recover sometimes from this stuff I can tell you firsthand and you give up three sacks in a game uh it's tough to recover from I mean you look at that he Mac doesn't even get 10 yards deep and just absolutely beats him like around the entire corner, right? Because you're just playing two-hand touch. This is a violent sport, guys. Take advantage. Rashawn Gary's going to see that and look his chops. The only difference here is that, you know, for me, Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. And I don't know if he's top 10. I don't know if he's top 15. He's a good quarterback. The guy's... One everywhere he's been. I mean, this is the most difficult scenario, you know, situation he's been into. Obviously, not being with with Shanahan right now, or or, but he's reunited with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, head coach, is different than offensive coordinator, but he had a lot of success in, in the other his two prior spots. But this guy is a good quarterback, and you know he's smart. You find your good player and you throw him the ball. Devontae Adams is on the field. Give us a reason to get Devontae Adams the ball. And so the only other thing is, while we all want to see this matchup, this Jair Alexander and, and Devontae matchup, got to keep it professional in it this, this week. This isn't a personal thing. Devontae's not here anymore. He was a great player for this team. He was a, probably, probably a great person in that locker room. Keep it professional, man. It's about shutting this guy down. It's about making sure he doesn't beat us. It's not about him you showing him up or vice versa.
right? You got to know where this guy is all the time. He's just a special, special player. He runs exquisite routes. And we're going to be in Vegas on Monday night. This is a fourth and one play. This is how this is how you play ball in Vegas, guys. Fourth and one. Everybody sells out. Just drop a dime to your best player. Defensively, we're going to talk about their inability to tackle and all. Listen, Max Crosby could be the defensive player of the year. And when you look at this defense on paper, they don't have a ton of names that you're going to recognize. And the Chargers ran all over the board with these guys. You see people breaking tackles left and right. But they've got some dudes on the defensive line that can play. I like their middle linebacker. But you see stuff like this. Why is this a problem? 91 is uh, uh, Nichols. Comes straight up field. Easy cutoff block. 51, getting blocked by the tight end on the backside. Huge you know, lane discipline problems. Over-pursuit by number one. Over-pursuit by 25. Poor breakdown by... I mean, we just... You have opportunities to make plays in the run game. This isn't even Austin Eckler. You got a five-down look. And you got... You got 600 pounds a tackle on this guy, right? There's 600 pounds tackling this dude. Runs right through it. And ends up going for you know, another 20 yards. And the point is, if if you see a team that's struggling with the fundamentals of football, you just exploit it by going get north and south as many times as possible. You find the guys, especially on defense, that aren't about that life right now in the tackle game. They're the guys that are ducking their head, throwing at the legs. They're the guys that are just trying to arm tackle and not bringing their feet. And you try to exploit them as many times as possible. That's the game. There's a... There's a global schematic way to look at this. Oh, here's the personnel groups that we like. Here's this. Here's the, the formations that we want to run because we want to exploit this in the passing game, et cetera. So then there's the, hey, that guy doesn't like to tackle a lot. Let's make sure he has to make a, a tough decision every play. It's all part of it. We've got to find the right combination. You see a lot of times they will telegraph safeties coming down. See here. And this look, you see multiple times in this game, at the second level of the th or third level of the defense, they have some insert errors. This is one of them. As the play flows out, you can't have two people playing contain. And there's just just massive gap left. So what I'm saying is get the defensive line flow in one direction. Get their shoulder pads turned to the sideline. This is a great pain from middle zone, outside zone, with that opportunity to cut back. Because they don't insert the right way necessarily at the safety position. I think we'll see another one here. Same play. We'll go to the next one. And you see them shift over. And look, I could be wrong on this, but very, very rarely 
are you going to want the safety to hit the A gap and have the, f- the fullback fold over? And so I could, again, I could be way, way off here. But in my estimation, that space, usually as an offensive line, you have to make a call. When you see that circle, you got to make a call. You got to know that somebody's coming down. This is an indicator. So you got to account for that space. There's going to be somebody who shows up. But then when you watch this play and you see one going into the A gap, it's like, where are you going? Doesn't make any sense. And now this play ends up working out for the Raiders because, quite frankly, 24 does a good job. Five gets over the top. But I can pretty much guarantee they're not trying to they're not trying to shoot their safety into the A gap and have the linebacker play spill over the top. Are you going to make the play at the line of scrimmage? If we run our kick stuff, we run our outside zone. If we leave it up to the cornerback to make the tackle, are you going to attack? Or are you going to give us eight yards? I mean, these are the, when you're building out this game plan. It's like, what do you want to do? Who's not hitting the line of scrimmage hard? Who's not? Who's not trying to reset the line of scrimmage? Because they they've got some dudes inside that'll do it. You're in Las Vegas. Max Crosby is now playing at Allegiant Stadium every Sunday, and this this guy is an absolute show. I, I'm serious when I say he might be the defensive player of the year. He's as – I don't know if I've seen a guy winning or creating as much – as many problems in a, in a game against an offensive line as when you want to turn on the tape with this guy since J.J. Watt. And that's high, high praise. I get it. This guy is absolutely out of control. He's he's just got the way that he's built, his angles. He's got strength, but he's not big. But he's it, he's just awkward as hell to try to block. And this play, he just gets – There's this play goes unnoticed. And he's playing against, you know, the, the Chargers offensive – you know, best offensive lineman, first-round pick out of, out of Northwestern. He gets a hand on Herbert you know, and turns this into a bad throw. And it's just, look how, I mean, all the moves, it's just so awkward. It's like playing with Plastic Man or something. The guy's unbelievable. I think he's up at the top here. Yeah. And this guy exploits bad footwork. If you're taking flat sets on this guy, yeah, you, it, this, you're in Vegas, man. You want to make some bets. You dare me to set flat. The right tackle right now is telling Max Cross, you dare me to set flat on you? Because if you do, Max is just hoping, hey, flat set, bye-bye. It's, this happens all the time on tape with this guy. They're, trying, they're, they're afraid for him to build momentum so they don't set back. They don't line set. They don't do the right thing. Get beat. Folds his quarterback in half. Almost loses Staley again. For the season of the right tackle. He can do it in the run and pass game. You think, oh, he's not that big of a guy. But the way that this dude plays, just awkward with his angles. Does such a good job of showing hands. Showing hands, making people miss. That 70's an all-pro. I mean, 70's one of the you know top five, six tackles in the in the National Football League. And Max, Max had himself a game. Good, well, I spelled that wrong. Good payers. Good players exploit poor footwork. I can't believe I I don't know how to spell. But good players exploit poor footwork here. 
And this tackle takes poor footwork, and it's just, again, it's just too easy for these quality of players. If you're a good, if you're a Mac Crosby type, you just exploit bad pass sets. The other guy I wanted to bring up here, and I think we'll get a couple more snaps. And is uh, is this is this John? I think it's John Jenkins, ninety-five, doing a good job of pressing, beating that left guard, and really giving Herbert nowhere to step up. And you're going to see in the run game a couple times, ninety-five, ninety. These guys can get after it a little bit in, in, in the run game. I like 51. So they they drafted um, Tyree Wilson, I think out of like Texas Tech. We did a spot on him. I thought uh, everybody likes him because he's tall, he's angular, not as ready for prime time, I think. I, in, my, in my opinion, Malcolm Kuntz, uh, a, a third-year guy, is kind of the rising star on the other side, number 51. I like what he showed. Beats Stan, uh Ronnie here, number 70 again for a pressure. That's, I'm, he's an elite left tackle. And I'm just saying all this time, it's a bad set. But you're saying this because it's, you know, the Raiders, the record, everything's, you know, there's just bad news out there all the time. And they're, they've got some players on their team. Like they have talent. This play only happens in Vegas. That's all I could say. I've never seen anything like this. You watch this play. So, first off, Max Crosby beats the left tackle again with an arm over. Unbelievable plastic man play. Almost gets Herbert. Now, right here, Herbert's put the ball over number five, their middle linebacker, uh, Diablo. It's all fully extended outside his shoulder pad on the other side of his helmet, and he's wrapped up. Pulls the ball back. Five's going, where'd the ball go? Because he had to have fumbled it. Justin Herbert is such a freak of nature that he managed to not only not fumble that ball, he scrambles away and completes his ball 20 yards downfield. Only in Vegas, baby. Only in Vegas, man. Gotta love it. Now, this is the stuff. Max and company pressure Herbert, get him to throw off balance. They throw a pick. And this is why I miss football. And I listen... People are going to probably hate on me for this. These not being able to crack back, I crack back block. I have to tell you, when I was playing offensive line, and I remember Warren Sapp got Chad real bad. You know, it's you got to have your head on a swivel. It's part of it. We used to be part of the game, and I remember you get in this situation, and you would be like, "All right, I got to keep my head on a swivel, man, because someone's coming for me." And if you didn't, you just got lit up. And I know there's player safety. I get it, but man, this is that's a fun hit that is a fun hit fun sport talked about 95 before i think these guys do a good job you think about the, the matchup with myers in the outside zone what can stop it well penetration right josh myers is gonna have to have good footwork get like gain leverage of that first step second step in the ground strike with an inside hand stay on his track these guys can do a, do a good job of resetting the line of scrimmage and make some plays in the backfield it's the same thing on the other side here with uh, 69 Adam Butler making plays in the backfield. If you allow them to, if you are going to give up your chest, if you are going to take a long first step, you're going to step behind you. These, these two interior defensive tackles, I think neither of these guys even start They're For me in their, in their nickel look, they're actually a better run defense because of these two players. 
You see on the bottom here, they do a little rub route and you start thinking about the secondary for the, the Las Vegas Raiders. And they've kind of, like, they'll show you a lot of stuff. They'll show you man. They'll show you too high. They'll show you single safety and where, where they're, they're trying to mask it, but they're not really doing a good job. We saw the run inserts earlier in the game. But the rub routes, all the bunch looks, all the three-by-one stuff, it all plays. It's all over the tape. You see here, they're trying to figure out how to play this bunch. Outside man is 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 being covered by a guy who's seven yards off the line of scrimmage on a play from the eight-yard line. Inside slant off of the bunch release. I mean, just walk-in stuff. Like there's there are just all over the tape multiple games of there's opportunities here because of the way they're playing ball right now. And, you know, sometimes they got the right play call against the right defense. You just never know. But if you're going to leave this kind of space, which a guy like Christian Watson, you got a guy like him. I mean, listen, this is the benefit, right? Everyone's giving this guy 10 yards of, of, of cushion because they worry about the speed. These are big plays. These are explosive plays in the passing game you can hook up on. You know, and then certainly Herbert's got a rocket arm, but Jordan Love's got an arm of his own. And we haven't seen this yet, speaking of Christian Watson, of their safety, for whatever reason, turns his body away from the, you know, that's a two-by-two two look. He turns his body away, doesn't backpedal, and then has to rotate all the way back over and try to get to this. I mean, if you got speed like Christian Watson on the field, it's just a play that's not going to happen. I would say about the, the Raiders' defense in a nutshell, they, they haven't – they're not bottom of the league, but they're certainly not where they want to be. And they, and they haven't – you know, aside from Max Crosby, there's just a lot of opportunities there. But these are the kind of things, and we've talked about this with the Green Bay Packers and the ability to tackle and just make plays when plays need to be made. They bring the house. Herbert steps up. They get multiple hands on this guy, and they just can't get him down before the first down to ice the game. And so that's kind of that's kind of what you're seeing. So when you look at it, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a mirror. You know, the teams mirror each other. Not doing a good job in the run game on the offensive side. Not stopping the run. Doing a great job stopping the run on the defensive side. Um, Jimmy G will be back. I think the edge to quarterback goes with the Oakland Raiders or Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, they have Devontae. They, they have the skill positions there, but I don't know if they can hold up up front. I think at the offensive side and the defensive, you just see there's just I think there's areas to explain over the field, quite frankly. Um there's a couple of matchups I like in this game. Or maybe a couple of matchups to look out for. I think the first one we've talked about in nauseam now is, is, is Max Crosby. I think it's Max Crosby versus your entire block protection scheme. Like, you cannot – he's going to play left and right side. He likes to play left defensive end more than right defensive end, but he will line up anywhere, and you have to understand where he is. He needs a, you, you need to slide to him. You need to, you need to send it back at him. You need to give him different, you know, from a pass protection standpoint, the best thing you can do is set consistently because when you watch the tape, 
guys are really getting beat when they're not doing the stuff they're good at. Like if when they short set him, they flat set him, they get beat. They short set him in the run game. They run at him, he arms over, they get beat. Just set, do your set, whatever the, your best is. That's got to be good enough. Don't try to do something you haven't done 10,000 times. And number two, the Packers secondary versus Devontae Adams slash, I guess, the entire receiving core, Jacoby Myers and, and Austin Hooper, Hunter Renfro and company, uh, Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. Uh, you know, the Devontae Adams matchup, I think, is 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 uh, a, a talking point for a number of reasons. But the, num- the number one reason, he's the best receiver in football. He has been, you know, the last the last three, four years. He doesn't get talked about now because of you know the situation he's in, but he had another big game last week. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal player, and you have to find a way for him not to beat you because if you take away their receive their their, their main weapon in Devontae Adams, they're only rushing for fifty some odd yards a game in the run game. They just don't. It's the magic is not there for whatever reason, and so that's my third point: the Packers' run game. Uh, uh, excuse me, on the other side is the, the Packers' offensive running plan against their interior defensive line. And we talked about Butler, Jenkins, and Tillery in particular. I think if we can win those one-on-one matchups, if you can get double teams in in, in nickel, if you can just hold your line of scrimmage, you see that they have a tough time tackling at the second level. You see that they have a tough time inserting the safeties in the right spot at the second and the third level. You see multiple cutback plays that are open because the safety is not inserting properly. You see one play, he comes down, he puts himself in the A-gap and ends up working out, but it's not sound. So I think there's opportunities there for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to get yards after contact, to run into space, but you got to take care of those down guys. And those down guys, actually, I'd never really watched the, the Raiders before. Those guys, those down guys impressed me at multiple times during that game. I know that a lot of the guys on the Chargers are, are injured as well, so you might be playing twos on twos. I think we have the advantage. I think you should feel good about rushing the passer. I think that goes without saying after last week. Jimmy G's only got four sacks because he gets rid of the ball well. Um, so they'll they'll look better in protection than they did last week because Aiden O'Connell just you take away that first option. We talked about it with Jordan Love uh, against the Lions. You take away the first option, you, your eyes go other places. All of a sudden, the eyes go to the rush, give up a lot of sacks. But if you're singled on your tackle in particular, Preston Smith's got to come to the party a little bit with – getting his numbers up in the pass rush game. Rashawn Gary, when he's in there, Enigbari, when he's in there, get Jimmy off his spot, right? Guy right in his face on the right side, build that wall, get him off his spot, make him exit to his left, right? Turn and run isn't isn't his forte. I think if there's ever a time to get the running game going, to get above, what are we, 3.3 yards a carry, to get up to the league average of 4.3, 4.5 yards a carry, this has to be the week. If you are ever going to stop the run, this has to be the week. They just don't have the players in the box, aside from Max Crosby on the defensive side. They just don't have the guys to get it done. Josh Jacobs, yes. Everybody else on that offense, from a from a, a box blocking standpoint, not really. The interaction between their fullback and Quay Walker, I think super interesting just because we've talked about, you know, Quay attacking the line of scrimmage. Devonder Campbell has the high angle. Isaiah McDuffie in there, I feel pretty good about that matchup. Quay on the on the fullback having to read that through, not allowing him to engage 
Quay four yards past the line of scrimmage, five yards past the line of scrimmage, but engaging him at the line of scrimmage, even on their side of the football, making that read and just going for it, selling out. How does that affect their run game? I think that's a huge matchup. On the other side of the ball, you know, we we talked about the absolute necessity in order for the Packers to become a viable candidate for the off for the postseason. You have to develop some sort of run game. You have to be able to rely on something. You have to have winning plays on rundowns. Four yard. It used to be in the bar, the the whatever the bar was, whether it's four, four and a half, five. It's not three point three. It's got to be better than that. So keys to victory. Hold the Raiders to the season, their season average in the, in the running game. Their season average is, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. 65.3 yards per carry. Hold them to their season average. 65 yards. You guys get 65 yards in the running game. Keep the, number two, keep Devontae Adams from having a signature game. Do not let Devontae Adams have what we would call a signature game against Jair. Stokes might be back. Rasul, you're playing zone. Make sure, I mean, you you if you watch tape, he is absolutely killing people on, on deep outs, crossers, post routes. I, he is he's kill, he's such a good player. How are we going to have an answer for him? I, I would think bracket coverage. And then the third thing, I'm I'm just telling you, Max Crosby is is different than it's not he's not only having a good year, he's just he's not only a, you know the numbers, but he is just different. He he presents a different set of problems for tackles. We got two young tackles in the game. Rasheed Walker is gonna play over over Bach, and then obviously Zach Thomas has been doing a great job. He 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 doesn't move like regular people. He doesn't he doesn't have a target surface target to grab like regular. He's different. You know, the best thing you can do is make him bull rush you, which he's really good at because he's long armed. But the best thing you can do is make him bull because all the other stuff, you don't know where to get your hand. It's he's really, really good at what he does. He's good in the run game. He's good in the pass game. So I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. It's it was at two and now it's at uh, now it's just down to a point. I don't know what it'll be by Monday if anything else comes out. But certainly you think about this game. And guys, hit me up. Michael68 on Twitter, Prosecutor Before on Instagram. Hit me up in the comment section here. If you have anything, I'll do the best I can to answer them before the game starts. But this is one of those games that good, a good – if you Packers think they're a good team, they should win. They should be able to go to Las Vegas and, and beat a Raiders team that, you know, quite frankly, is a little bit down right now. Um, when you look at this game in totality, you think that the Packers have a, a, a much more – um, talented roster, I guess. I mean, except for some key positions, Jimmy Garoppolo is a really good quarterback in the National Football League. Devontae Adams is special, and Max Crosby is special. But the rest of their team, you look at their draft. You look at their draft compared to last week's Detroit Lions draft. I mean, they picked up the, the tight end from from Notre Dame in the second round. You know, we won there with Luke Musgrave certainly. Tyree Wilson, I did a spot on him last week last year. I he might be great later on. Just the height, the length, the, the moves. You know, it's like watching um, a kid from, uh, oh gosh, first round draft pick, not not Clowney, before Clowney uh, in, in Houston. Um, he was a can't miss. Just the way you come in and out of breaks, I'll get his name. He was in Miami for a while. I can't remember his name right now. 
that the way you come in and out of breaks and everything, he can have success against some tight ends. Lucas Van Ness has some su- success in the run game against some tight ends right now. You know, I think Lucas Van Ness, I'd probably take him over Tyree Wilson. I'd definitely take him over Tyree Wilson. And, and then, you know, they got Trey Tucker, who's going to, uh, I think, probably be a good wide receiver in this league. I just think right now, from a talent standpoint, you, you have it over on them and you got to take advantage of these games. If you got the better team, this is like I used to play in the Army Navy game. I remember one year we go and you know, there's so hype and hoopla and everything. And, and I remember one year we were sitting in the locker room going, guys, we're a lot better than this team. You know, we can't always say that, but this year we're a lot better than the Army team. Like if we lose this game, it's embarrassing because we're a lot better than they are. And uh, this is one of those games for the Packers. They just need to look at each other and go, we're a better football team than the Las Vegas Raiders. We're just not – We if we play to anywhere near our potential, we should be beating this team by by 10 points. So that's my take. Guys, enjoy this uh, this weekend. A lot of football culminating, of course, with this, this Monday night game. Starts tonight. I think Washington's going to beat the brakes off the Bears. The Bears, you might see Eberflus get fired after this is what I just read. I have no idea if that's true or not. I hope not, but keep them around for the season. <laughs> Anyways, hope you guys are well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.